0: Uh, I'm joined by Dave Watson. Hello. And uh, and then it's just me, Fergus Craig. Uh, that is it. No one is interested anymore. People, I mean, they're telling us that they've got other things on and they've got work. I mean, you joked about uh, Paul being dead last... I'm now starting to But well, he might still be dead. No, I have received a text from him. Is he okay? No. Anyone that was worried, Paul is not dead. He tells us he's got work. But I think that... Um, It's possible that people are just so depressed, seven, um, so depressed that they don't want to be involved or associated with Newcastle United anymore. Seven losses in a row,
1: Dave. It's the worst run since like nineteen. God, it was like nineteen sixty-four. Something basically thirty-six. Okay, it was. Oh, could be actually. Basically, uh, it's the worst run that anybody, anybody any like most people's lives it's the worst run anybody can remember and and frankly I know I keep saying that we are safe but I think it's going to I think there's there's another loss in there before we we clear it I think um I mean we'll get on to the to the, the fixtures coming up in a bit but I don't think we're going <laughs> to I think Leicester could could, could beat us because they've got the tails up and all the rest of it. So it could be eight in a row and maybe the, the, the Maccams can fly a plane over for us. Yeah, well, like let's that. get
0: into the future fixtures in a minute. I would like to pick you up on something just then. If it, it was in the 70s, the last time we lost seven games in a row, then to say it's in most people's lives. When you take into account Britain's ageing population, Dave, <laughs> uh, that would be incorrect, but certainly... Um, I'd be amazed if we had a
1: single listener... Who oh, that's true. No, that's true,
0: that's yeah. true, that's true. We've always been very much a youth-orientated <laughs> podcast. So, um, uh, let's, as we always do, start by talking about the game itself. Uh, on Saturday, mm-hmm. a rare three o'clock kickoff um, against Swansea. Yeah. Uh, it, we, it started with a goal for us, at least the first goal was ours.
1: Yeah, I thought to, to be to be honest, I thought we started really well. We we've con- we controlled the ball better than we have done in the previous games. I think Rivière had his best game
0: for us so far, and that's not saying a that. lot. Yeah, but I would agree with that. I oh, except for um, a oh. League Cup game against Palace. Palace. Yeah, um, I thought.
1: I th- there's reasons to be cheerful. There really are. From from the last game, I know it's, it's depressing because it's the seventh in a row, but if you take that game in isolation... <laughs> <it's>, Seriously, <laughs> if you take it in isolation... Sorry, just it's those not... two things in the
0: same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> There's reasons to be cheerful. I know it's the seventh game in a row that we've lost. I know we're on the worst run yeah. <laughs> and we've just established in any of our lifetimes.
1: Um, um, okay. But yeah, the, so I, I, I thought Riviere had a good game. De Jong looked... Like when he came on the pitch, you can see why um they were looking to make him captain when he when he um when we bought him. You can see why I honestly think the the whole plan was for the the team to pivot around him
0: and his interview at the end. it just seemed like Dad had turned up yeah he just, yeah. He just, he just seemed like a grown up actual footballer, footballer. Yeah. yeah, a professional
1: for yeah. a change. Arthur Perez again was a bright spark um first
0: goal in. Uh, 2015, since, yeah, yeah, um, and he was basically gifted it. Yeah, yeah, but then you've got to be in there
1: too. Yes, absolutely. And I think he he had a couple of opportunities. Not great opportunities, but he's again he's isolated and Carver's still not. He's still not playing the right kind of kind of game against um, the opposition, whichever opposition we face. Um, At least he's trying. Uh,
0: Rivière with Perez now, yeah, in theory,
1: and he changed his system instead of playing uh uh like a four four two we were playing more of a four three three
0: but um no, we got cut off um and I think uh you Dave were just talking about uh four three three um yeah we
1: so carvers deserves some credit because he he changed things up, but I just think that he got it wrong um in this in this particular one um I think. That, I think you're that,
0: about to say that Cabela had a, a particularly bad game.
1: Yeah, Cabela had a bad game, but um, I think that's the, the first in a in a while. He's been, he's been decent, and I think that was because he was shifted in more into the center um, behind, uh, like in the hole behind like um, Riviere and Perez. Um, and I don't think those. I don't think they've got the the, um, the chemistry right. So I don't think Riviere is making the, the, the right runs and I don't think Perez is making the right runs for Cabela to pick out. And I also don't think Cabela knows where to move to, to free up space for people like um, Kobach to move forward or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I think, I think it, was, it was admirable that he wanted a change, but I was, uh, I was just concerned that it just didn't work. Um, I think that's, the, the system was laid
0: bare in the goals that we conceded. Um, yeah, I mean, we can certainly get on to the goals that we conceded. Um, just to establish, I know we got cut off. When we spoke about De Jong, was that before or after we got cut off?
1: <laughs> I can't remember. Um, what were you saying about De Jong? I think, yeah, that he was... Uh... That's right, I and
0: mean, we were just talking about that yeah. as, as we realised that we were cut off. That, um, De Jong, for a start, it, it felt like having dad uh, yeah. back. Um, he just felt like a proper grown-up footballer, yeah. a professional. Um, well, in I'll... his interview afterwards, his little bit of class with his volley. And I think oh, you yeah. were saying that um, people were talking about um, how he should start on Saturday. And, yeah. and, but that seems a bit too soon.
1: I think it is. I mean, he's, he's playing in a, um, a reserve match today. He might be, might be playing now, to be honest. Um, and if he plays 60 minutes today, we can't really expect him to play it, like 60 minutes of reserve football and then 60 minutes of Premier League football. Uh, you can't expect a guy coming back from injury to do that. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if he had another um, like cameo role. I, I would suggest
0: that um, he's the only footballer we have... Who yep, is not, I agree who is not, Oh, sorry yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's one way of putting it But he's the only footballer we have Who is not tainted by this appalling run Yeah And therefore should be handled very much with care mm. He has had a collapsed lung <laughs> About <laughs> two months ago And has been out for ages well, Yeah um, So, yeah I, w- I wouldn't want him starting in the next game Because of the importance of the next four games uh, Coming up I think that um, he's someone that we definitely need around, even if it's only as an impact player.
1: Yeah. Um, so just to so to keep, I would keep his powder keg dry for the for the West Brom game that we have at home in uh, on the uh, a couple of it's one. not this is it two weeks time. Yeah. Anyway, it's the next it's, but one. Yeah, it's the next but one. But so the the next game up is against Leicester, who are in seventeenth position. They're by no means safe but they have racked up four wins in a row and that's not to be sniffed at they're scoring goals so it's not you know it's not scrappy 1-0s they're 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 winning games by they they've got the freedom of like they, they can't get worse like they can't be in a worse position than they are by you know the, if if they overcommit like we can if we all we need is a point so if we just ground out a points we'd be safe and stuff so there's the risk of over committing and, and going for the win
0: i'd look at it completely differently well, how do you i mean we've lost 7 in a row yeah. they've won 4 in a row and mm-hmm. i think it's as simple as that really and in, in terms of yeah but- they've got uh, form on the side and i understand that they've got you you're saying they've got less points than us mm. but i think from you're not really thinking about it in terms of points when you go out onto the pitch i would have thought that it's just a a, a form thing
1: no no so that, sorry my my point was that because they're playing with the the freedom that um because they don't have as many points as us and all the rest of it the Nigel Pearson's setting them out sending them out with the uh, right we're we going to win we need three win. points, not, need one three point. points yeah. not one whereas sure. carvers no m- that's maybe fair and enough. that's why yeah. we're losing games because we're we're getting 1-0 up and thinking, right, let's just keep yeah. this. T- and then
0: yeah. screwing it up. Um, so um, I, I really think we should finish talking about the game on yeah, the sure. weekend. Yeah, yeah. We are going quite tangential. <laughs> Is that <laughs> what I mean? Tangent, t- yeah, I'm going, we're going on tangents. So um, let's talk about the goals that we conceded. Mm. Um, no, not, not good. I mean, attacking-wise... I think there's definitely a case that uh, we are improving. Yeah. Defensive-wise, <laughs> I mean, we're not a football it's team. Awful. It's awful. It,
1: it doesn't look like anybody knows what they're supposed to be doing, let alone them as a group. So Colaccini, it used to be the case when we were playing okay, Colaccini would almost like improve the players around him by... A factor of like 10 percent or something like that just by being there and being able to um, marshal the defense these days he's losing his head and um chasing players when he should just hold the position he's um taking up positions that leave other players completely isolated. And when those players are Mike Williamson, it's, it's ludicrous. I think one of the worst I think worst Ryan things- Taylor's been
0: awful as well, actually. Yeah, yeah, God, yeah. Really
1: I, awful. It's that horrible thing where because he's come back from injury and he's a likeable fellow, you feel bad about yeah. castigating him. But the guy's not good enough for for the Premier League and it's proven, proven to be the case in the last few games. I don't know... Like, I don't think Abade's injured, so I don't know why... Taylor's getting in ahead of a bait because he's no threat from well, set ta- pieces.
0: Well, Taylor's playing at fullback, isn't he? No, no, no. no, no.
1: Well, so so the, the back four these days is um, uh, Jan Mart, Williamson, Colaccini, and Anita. That's Anita's right. been That's playing at right. fullback. Yeah. But you look at the, the first goal we scored, uh, conceded, it's a, it's, a, it's a corner, and it's like Oliveira's not even challenged. Not, not seriously. Because uh, um, it, it, was, it, was, it was Taylor who was yeah, in was, front of him. It was Taylor, and it, he's just. And after the game, John Carver said, "Oh, we've scored. They've scored from a free kick, and set pieces are our Achilles' heels." And that pisses me off for a coach to say that because that's something that you can get bad or average players to be very good at because you just consistently tell them. Um, you give a consistent message. Follow the man or, like, mark the man or mark the space. Like, what, whichever you play, like, zonal or man for man. You just... You, you stay on top of them. And you can drill a bad team to be good at um, uh, good at set pieces. And we're not doing that. And we're getting... Like, we're getting scored past uh, on set pieces, it seems like, every
0: week. And that's his fault. That's the coaching team's fault. To say that a set pieces are... Uh... Achilles heel it's not that far away from saying football is Achilles heel it's it's not like it's not like it's this minor part it's like we'll be alright guys as long as there aren't any set pieces (laughs) (laughs)
1: Christ on a bike we're not coming up against Lionel Messi and Ronaldo and Bale and Hazard every week we're coming up against like, Oliveira, was, yeah. he's only starting because Gomez is injured and Gomez is only starting because, was only starting because Boney was sold. Then you look at the others um, and that's midfielders failing to track, which comes back to the four-three-three 3 3 formation against Swansea. They've got so much mobility in their midfield through Sigurdsson and through Jack Cork and um, Nathan Dyer and usually Routledge. Um, but, we just weren't following the men and that's because we've got one guy who's missed so much, like two years of football because his legs are shot in Ryan Taylor and he's, he's not that good anyway. You've got a guy who's just come back from cancer and he's got plenty of heart, but he, he just can't run for 90 minutes and that's yeah, what that,
0: that third goal, he was, he just, he I mean, was, no one was running back, but he, just, he just couldn't yeah. do anything.
1: And then, yeah, Jack Cork's goal, exactly the same.
0: It's just... That third goal was, I yeah. mean... Shearer took it apart on match yeah. of the day. It was awful. It's just it was it was like it was like um, when I was just s- yeah Sorry. when I was at university. Mm. Um, I, I know this might sound contrary to my macho image, but um, <laughs> I studied acting in Manchester, yeah. and we had a we set up a little team just for an afternoon in the park, and we played the television students. Okay, I know this. It's it's hardly the rough streets of Compton. <laughs> this story, but um, they beat us something like twenty-two nil. It was just ridiculous. And I remember, you know, once it got to about ten yeah. nil, I mean, we were jogging back because you, in yeah. the way that Riviera that and Newcastle young, yeah, did yeah. on that third goal, there be just no interest, just no.
1: And yet, when you look at the goal that was scored by De Jong in the final. Um, in the final five minutes was it the eighty seventh minute yeah um and when we attacked, we had men in the box, and that's that 's not been happening throughout like all the other games, so that says to me genuinely that de Jong being on he just being on the pitch has somehow encouraged people to make the the right move has meant that him pulling off the defender, and he did it effortlessly. Which makes me scream, because if De Jong can just pull off like that, why, hasn't, why wasn't Cissé doing the same? Why wasn't Riviere? And then the cross from Colbach, it's not a great cross. It, got, you know, it, it ended up in a goal, so you could say it's a good cross. But all he's done is he's put it into the danger area, as they call. So there are reasons to be cheerful, but like you say, um, the defence is shocking. Yeah. If so De Jong bad.
0: scores enough goals to keep us up, then he can pull me off any time. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, You've ruined it. it. You've ruined it. Um, so, look, are we going to go down? Nope. I know you keep saying that.
1: Yeah, because I'm right and it bears repeating. Look, but, um, you, the, the, you were the making team...
0: the point. We had a mini conversation on Twitter and you were making the point that the teams uh, below us are worse than us. Yeah, well, they're not. Yeah. They are because they're. Well, they're below. not now. Well, they're, they're still below us, so they're still I know, still but worse than once us. it comes to the end of the season, if we don't finish in the bottom three, yeah. if we do finish in the bottom three, then that will not be the case. So, so,
1: for us to finish in the bottom three, there needs to be five teams finishing. No, sorry, there has to be like three teams finishing above us. Yeah, yeah, right. There is no way that QPR and Burnley yeah. will um, will be finished. will Will pick up enough points to surpass us? There's just no
0: way. Okay, well, I would say, right, for starters, Leicester aren't going to go down, I don't think. Yeah, maybe not. It's possible they could go down, but they're on a real old run of form.
1: The, like, it's unbelievable. If they, if they survive, that's going to be... Forget all the other great escapes that we've seen before. That is the great escape for them to survive. Um, I don't think... To be honest, I think it's going to be... Um, I think it's going to be Sunderland that go down. Sunderland are abject. I mean, we're bad,
0: but they are just It could be appalling. a big old battle between us and Sunderland. Can you I'm, imagine yeah. if we get that last relegation spot and Sunderland stay up? That, I, would, if it's, <laughs> it's, I would say, right, I'm just here we are, looking at the table now, I would say, in the bottom three right now, you've got Burnley, they're down. Yeah. Then you've got QPR on 27 points. Yeah. Who do not have a game in hand on us. Nope. So you would have to say they are probably down. Yeah. Although right now, I know QPR are considered an awful side. But right now, I would say that they're better than us. Well, and some of their players would even get into our team. Certainly Charlie Austin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you would have to say it is not looking good for them No. Uh, Certainly in comparison to us. Mm -hmm. Um, Sunderland have a game in hand on us. Yeah. And they are five points behind us.
1: Yeah. So So they've got a game in hand, so they'd have to win that game in hand... For them to be sorry, you said five points behind us, right? Yeah, they'd have to be. They'd have to win that game in hand against whoever it is, and they'd still be two points behind us. So that would mean they'd have to win another game. And how many games have they won all season?
0: Well, it all gets a bit crazy at the end, dude. It does. It, it does, does it get a bit crazy. They're all look it, at that. They're yeah. all starting to pick up points, <laughs> and. There's one team who is not, resolutely, not <laughs> picking up points, and that is Newcastle. We haven't won in seven games, and I can't see us getting another point. Right, can, so Leicester. Can, yeah. Leicester are away. That's no points. That's our I, next game.
1: I I agree that uh, it's a terrible time to play. It's a terrible time for this Newcastle side to play that Leicester side because they could easily rack up another... But, uh, they're not good. They're not a good side. They're really not. Well, they're, they're, play- I know, they're playing they're playing some great football and it's enjoyable to watch, but they are they're playing buccaneering football and as safety gets closer the nerves get bigger because now they've previously they were playing with nothing to lose. Okay. Now they're out of the bottom three. So now they're playing with oh god, if we fuck up this game, we're back in the bottom three. Right. As so- far as
0: I'm concerned, they've gone okay, four in fine. a row and they're playing us at home. Yeah. And we are on our worst run since the 70s. Yeah. I don't think we're yeah. getting a point there. Okay, fine. We've got West Brom at home. Yes. I think that's our best chance of a point out of the last four games. Yeah. But Agreed. They just drew nil-nil with Liverpool. Mhm. Um they've beaten Palace. They. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They've Palace, didn't Yeah, it? they've they've, they've Super you know, party. I do This is the point. But hang every on a second. Team they also but right they, now but every they, single team in the Premier League right now is better than us on form. Yeah, yeah, on yeah, form, on form, right? on form. Yeah, yeah. And I don't see our form changing. It might be getting a little bit better. Hang attacking. on,
1: hang on a second. Form's temporary. That's the very nature of form. So dog we,
0: shit is permanent.
1: <laughs> dog shit is permanent. <laughs> we we will like every other float you've ever seen. We will rise to the surface. Before the end of the season, we won't get flushed away this year. Okay. If if the same mistakes are made next year, then yeah, maybe okay. because. But then, so then you look at the the. So West Brom have also lost the QPR in Leicester. So West Brom drawing with nil 0 says to me more about Liverpool. Sorry, uh, Liverpool drawing nil nil with Liverpool says more to me about Liverpool's profligacy than it does about West Brom grinding out a nil nil and beating Crystal Palace. It's Pardew. He's shit. Uh, losing to QPR and Leicester. QPR and Leicester, when they beat West Brom, were both in the bottom three. But West Brom are safe, so their flip-flops are well and truly on. I I honestly what think... What is it this year with the flip-flops phrase?
0: Everyone says it all the yeah. time. Their flip It's like, it's the new, new squeaky on... bum time. Oh, yeah, it's squeaky bum <laughs> <home> time. <laughs> um, and, then, and then we've got QPR. and, yeah, and QPR, sorry, but they... Come on, they might well be down yeah. then, right? They might well be down already. And they, once teams are down, they start winning games. That always happens. Well, it doesn't always. happen. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it, often, it often happens. We Didn't always, happen with Derby. We nearly always do shit in London.
1: Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, what I what I would do, be, between us playing them now and us playing them, they've got to play against Liverpool, who are still going for um, European spots. They, they I think they're. Fifth or sixth, and they're still going for the. They, if they get Champions League, they'll be delighted. So but are they fifth? Yeah. And then, and they're also playing City, who are gunning for second place with Arsenal. So, ah. they, so they're facing really good sides with something to play for, not just good sides who've got their the. So therefore, by
0: the time they get to us, and they're they'll be down, down, they'll be down. Yeah, then they'll be and they'll uh, be, they'll be not only playing with their flip flops on. They'll be playing beach football. <laughs> <laughs> They'll I think teams often do well once they're down.
1: They they but my, my point is that I reckon we'll I honestly think we'll pick up a point against Leicester, we'll pick up a point against West Brom and 1 point's going to be enough to keep us up and then QPR will will get a point or something and West Ham will get 3 by the end of this like everybody will be saying what was think, what what was everybody worrying about I think we're the,
0: not going down I think that it will go down to the last game to the, the wire oh, it's not going no no it's not going down to the last game well then, well I think that we might well go down and here's another point I mean we should I don't want this to turn into another mammoth podcast but here's another point worth mentioning um would it be good for Newcastle United and for football as a whole if we were to go down?
1: That's, that's actually something I, I did want to talk about because the the NUFC like global brand is surely being um, affected by all this negative press about the football we play, the, the ambitions that we don't have and all the rest of it. I agree. Mm. I don't think relegation would improve that unless relegation brought with it um, almost seismic shift in the way that we approach football and I don't think it will because I think it'll be it'll be tinkering Alan uh, Ashley will just um, he's seen that we can get promoted with minimal um, investment he sees that
0: we the championship is a hard league now I know they probably would have said that when we went down last time. but
1: I, I don't... Everybody I, says it's a hard league. We wouldn't be going down league. with the
0: same squad as last time. No, no, no.
1: But um, everybody says it's a hard league. I disagree. I think it's a competitive league. Because you look at the teams that, have come up, that came up, sure. and where are they? Yeah, yeah, sure. The last time yeah, teams yeah. came up from the Championship and did well was that season we managed to finish fifth. And it was Norwich and Swansea, who Swansea came up with a very, very specific way of playing. And that's why they survived, because they came up with like some idea of a plan. Norwich did well for a, for a season just on guts and glory, but
0: it's well, just weird. I've Isn't said that? it before. I think it would be quite fun to have a championship season. And the two, away games are more fun, that's for sure. And two, um, uh, somebody I forget his name. Somebody made the point in the Times this week that it would be sort of good for football if we if we went down in the sense that um if mike ashley uh mike ashley's um plan his strategy with newcastle as we all know is just to remain in the premier league and be uh, a, a a a point of advertising a beacon for his mm. sports direct brand yeah. that is all, common knowledge yeah yes. so that's his plan and if he's able to um succeed in that then It's just going to cause other clubs to Uh, do something similar. I agree. um, Which should be really bad for football.
1: I I agree wholly that um, relegation would... I mean, it's the best way of making him rethink his plan. But what's as likely is that it doesn't at all and he just tries it again next year. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, sure. I, yeah, there's no the, 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 easy solution Actually, the, the article in the Times that you're referring to, I can't remember who, who wrote it. I, I think his name was Mason, but I can't honestly can't remember. It's a really, really good article. George
0: Culkin retweeted tweeted,
1: yeah, it. Yeah, so. yeah. Culkin's an amazing journalist, by the mm. way. Um, in short, I'd love us to get relegated and for some guy to come in and buy us and for, or even just for Ashley to change his ways, but I can't see it happening. yeah.
0: Uh, there we go. That's what it's depressing. got to. I'd love us to get relegated. <laughs> that's, that's what I think we're, we both feel in a way. Um, and then... Uh, so w- now that we've got on to, to Mike Ashley, um, mm-hmm. did you see the documentary last night?
1: I didn't see it, but I was um, lots, I was watching the Bournemouth game. Right. And um, lots so, of people were retweeting it yeah. on there.
0: So in case um, you're not... Uh, Aware of it, there was a documentary on Channel 4 uh, last night, Dispatches, about it was called The Secrets of Sports Direct. Um, there's quite a lot of hype for it. It wasn't that good, it was a bit disappointing. They really dragged it out for an hour. Yeah. Um, so, you know, about the first 20 minutes of it was this twat presenter t- trying on different tennis outfits and stuff <laughs> and just going on about what. Basically advertising sports direct, just talking about how cheap everything was. Yeah, I mean it made me think. oh, maybe I'll go start going <laughs> back there. Really, that is a good deal. Um, but then it went sort of went through sort of shady discount, like misleading discount practices. You know, it was sort of boring. It was like watching watchdog. Yeah, but uh, Newcastle did get mentioned, um, and uh, it was. Talking about how the only th- the reason I mention this is that uh, NUFC put out a statement last night saying that they refute some of the claims uh, about the relationship between Sports Direct and Newcastle United, and the only sort of direct claim that I remember being made was that um sports direct didn't pay for any of the advertising in the ground and i, I thought that was an accepted fact so yeah. and, and they said they was going to i don't think it's out yet they yeah, said they're yeah. going to put was, out in a statement today did they just, refute that
1: yeah well no they 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 were countering um i haven't read it i've only like skimmed through because it literally just came out before i came in here yeah and they were saying that the the claims made by dispatchers um were wholly inaccurate that um the 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 relationship that NUFC have with sports direct actually benefits newcastle because um the they get the the like the the shirts and, and all the rest of it at cost price so they're saving money there and they um sports direct take on board all of the the um the online sales of it, and so they, there's no cost there, and they're, they're trying to make out that they've done a good deal for Newcastle and it actually benefits Newcastle. But
0: right. frankly, but they, but they don't dispute the fact that Sports Direct don't, they don't pay mention for any of that advertising. There,
1: there was, as so. as far as I can remember, and as I say, I only skim, skim through it. It's a brief article, but I was literally I was coming in here. Um, they made no mention of uh, of advertising within the ground or um, anything else so if that was their if that was their um the the focus point of their their initial um statement it's not been mentioned since
0: right okay and, so there uh, you go it's it's getting more and more this podcast every week it's like um it's like a, m- the money show um yeah so um there we go uh, oh yeah one more thing definitely to talk about is um carver and his uh, little spat uh, spat with the fans. Um, any thoughts on that, Dave? Well, yeah,
1: because there's there's people saying that um, nobody should be uh, uh, like the victim of personal abuse, and there's quite influential people saying that it was personal abuse who weren't at the ground when the abuse was hurled, and I've seen nothing in any of the papers, um, and nor from the. The fans themselves, who said that they were the victims of, of the abuse from Carver, that they abused him beyond. You don't know what you're doing. This is shit. Um, if you love the club, you'd leave. And frankly, I don't think that's personal abuse. I think that's fans who've paid their money saying this isn't good enough. And if you do love the club like you proclaim, like if if I was that ba- this bad seven ro- seven losses in a in a row. I'd walk, well, not walk away, like in a like a, a cowardly way, but I'd say, look, guys, I'm clearly not up for this. Please get somebody else in because I don't want to be the reason that we go down.
0: A uh, couple of things I'd say about that. One, I'd say that's a tricky thing. I mean, there's only four games left, and you could say that no matter how shitty's been, that is in one sense abandoning the club because it, you're, it could you're be, yeah. you could be I mean, who do you know is going to come in? It could make things even worse. It's, like, precarious. Fair enough. I know that seems hard to believe. And also, no matter how shit it's been, as an individual, he probably has, like, some confidence in his abilities, and he feels that, like... He obviously feels that it's, like, the... It's the lack of a spaceship from Mars with some new players (laughs) that's letting him down. It could Um, be. Yeah. And then, um, I would say... Certainly, the fans are entitled to have a go uh, in terms of, you know, yeah. this is shit. Um, but he's entitled to have a go back. I mean, we, we don't I, know exactly what was said, but I do think there does seem to be this... Um, it comes up in football quite a lot where fans will shout, yeah. abuse constantly, and then if the player or the manager says the slightest thing back, then it's immediately they all turn into Mary Poppins. I can't believe he's done that. He's in front of the children.
1: (laughs) I agree. I think that um, if if a player's running up and down the the pitch and he's getting dog's abuse and he turns around and, and gives it back, I'm all right with that. But when the manager... Because the manager should be the manager should be above all that. The manager should be able to sit. I mean, for all sure, I can't stand him, Most managers all... don't
0: do that, and he does let his temper get the better of him. Yeah, because
1: be he wears his heart on his sleeve, and that's admirable to be that passionate. But then you've seen. So um, I don't think he's a good manager again. But Tim Sherwood was getting abuse from a Spurs fan. Fairly certain it was a Spurs fan, um, and he invited him down. And said, "Look, if you if you think you know what you're talking about, come sit yeah. here and like you'll see that you know we'll see that, what we're going through yeah, with." I
0: think that could have gone badly. Yeah,
1: yeah very badly for Carver. It's yeah. just that Carver's yeah, yeah. He, for him to because he's asking. It's not the first time he's asked a, f- a fan for a fight. No, and that's that's if I did that
0: in my job. Well, he says he wasn't asking for a fight. He says he was genuinely <laughs> saying, then come and talk to me afterwards. And, and, I'll, and, I'll explain. and we'll have a cup yeah. of tea and I'll explain Is that, well, how would that how would that happen <laughs> how if you were that fan would you you would walk down and say to the stewards no no no, no. <laughs> John Carver said <laughs> he, he said could it could was alright yeah that it's like was trying to
1: get into the, uh, the, the club by like, saying to the bouncer, no, I know somebody yeah, in there. It's, honestly, he said... No, my girlfriend's in there. No, um, it's, yeah. it's nonsense, and he's embarrassed himself further. I didn't yeah. think he could. The only, the only way he could do worse is if he actually has a fight with a fan
0: before the end of the season. Oh, well, that would be good to see. He wears his heart on his sleeve, and but perhaps if he wore it where his heart's supposed to be, <laughs> It, his heart would more easily be able to pump blood to his brain. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that Easy. was a really laboured joke. Sorry about that, guys. So um, I think that's basically the end. Anything else you'd like to bring up, Dave?
1: Uh, well, I was talking to one of one of the subscribers, the listeners that we have, and um, he was telling me how he's um, he's looking forward to Bournemouth coming up because it means he's going to get to go and see a game because he lives in Southampton, and mm-hmm. I was asking him well, oh, have you moved down there or are you... And he said, no, 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 he was born there. And uh, he he started getting into to Newcastle because he went to see, as a as a little kid, at seven, eight years old, he went to see Alan Shearer's debut against Arsenal and Shearer scored a hat-trick on his debut. And it just, that, that captivated him. So he started following Newcastle. Uh, sorry, he started following Shearer. As like a, he was a footballer fan rather yeah. than a football fan, and then as when a lot of
0: us are when we're little kids,
1: yeah. And then when Shearer moved to Newcastle, he he just fell in love with the club. And obviously, when Shearer joined Newcastle, Newcastle were the the um, the entertainers, and we went on roller coaster rides, and we had ideas above our station and all this kind of thing. And it was a great time to be a Newcastle fan. And then we had, you know, Hullett and um, Dalgleish, and we had Sunes and Rhoda, and we had Bad Times, and then Robson. And now he's, he's such a staunch Newcastle fan, he's, he's even got himself a tattoo. And I was just thinking that, because we asked ages ago, like, um, where our furthest fan is, it'd be interesting to know um, people from, who aren't from the northeast. How did you get into following Newcastle? Yeah. Is it like a blood? Because you're, I mean, you're, you were born in Newcastle. Well, but... yeah.
0: For any regular listeners who um, always wonder why this charlatan presents this podcast without a Newcastle accent, I lived there till I was thirteen, and then uh, moved down south, and um, now my accent's sort of all over the place. But um, yeah, when I, I moved to Essex when I was uh, thirteen in uh, ninety three. So it was our first Premier League season. Mm. So that became part of my identity, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I would suggest, I reckon a lot of our uh, foreign fans and, and non-Newcastle-based fans, um, for most of them, I'd imagine they fell in love with the club during those Keegan days. Yeah, I can't yeah. imagine we're picking up that many new fans this season. <laughs> um, it's a bit like you meet quite a few uh, Leeds fans in their 50s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? You know?
1: And um, what, one thing is, uh, we've got quite a, a lot of, because um, I think it was in the Mirror or something like that, they, they released them um, where, globally, where the active social media users are for, for the fans of each club. And obviously Man U dominate, like uh, Far East, and uh, Liverpool dominate um, England, surprisingly, and um, Ireland and, and a few other places. Yeah. But Newcastle have got a, an above-average following in, uh, in Finland. And I... I couldn't work out why, so I was talking well, to a friend about that, and it's the highest suicide rate in uh, in Europe. So maybe we have picked up some followers. Just, just,
0: just <laughs> as of this month. Yeah. Well, I, I'd imagine that's... I don't know, is there a ferry from Newcastle to Finland? There's quite a lot of Scandinavians that come and follow British yeah, clubs. But,
1: but there's more Finnish fans of Newcastle than of um, like Liverpool and all the rest of it. Like, um, like, proportionately. Right. And we don't have as many Norwegian or, um, or Swedish fans as we do Finnish, okay. and that's weird. Well, if you
0: are a Finnish Newcastle fan, please get in touch with us on Twitter, at Newcastle Natter. Uh, if you know why the Finnish... Are so obsessed with <laughs> Newcastle United then please let us know if you are a Newcastle fan who isn't a, a, a Geordie let us know what it was about the club and when it was that you started supporting them we would love to know uh, anything to cheer us up and remind us of when we weren't uh, the footballing version of 9-11 <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, um, oh wow, that's that's a good place to finish, I, I think. I think we better had. Yeah, that sums it up, really, doesn't it? Yeah. So, um, predictions. Yes, predictions. Let's do Leicester. I've already said I don't think we'll. Oh my god, are I you? Think... Are you going to have to change your? I'm going to move on from one-one. No, I've got to stick with one-one <laughs> one because then it'll end up one-one, won't it? Right, one-one, but I actually think it'll be three-one to them. Go on. You, you kind of.
1: All right, yeah, fine. I'm, t- I'm adding right, to. Right, well, I'm gonna... I, ha- I can. Well, in that case, I'm having 1-1 one, one and 1-0 one, to us.
0: Wow. Okay, yeah. well, let's hope slash not hope that that happens, depending on whether deep down you actually want us to go down. So, thank you for listening. Please, like I say, follow us at Newcastle Natter. Uh Subscribe to the podcast, rate the podcast, download the app buy any product that was advertised to you uh, before this podcast apparently they've, they've put started putting in adverts because I, I guess why. I don't read them well <laughs> enough uh, but thank you very much and please try and enjoy uh, the parts of your week that do not involve Newcastle thank you bye love you bye
1: Sports Social Podcast Network Step into the world of power loyalty